This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today on the newscast, a major new U.S. military agreement that's managed to anger not only a U.S. adversary, but also a U.S. ally. Get the inside story next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've had a major U.S. national security story unfolding over the past week that you need to know about. The United States has just reached a brand new defense agreement with the UK and Australia. Now, this new pact is called AUKUS for short. That is the acronym being used. And what it entails, the main thing it entails, is the United States supplying Australia with nuclear-powered submarines. Now, the Five Eyes Alliance has traditionally been those nations linked to the UK, including Canada, Australia, the US, and New Zealand. But for this particular brand new pact, only the US, UK, and Australia, and clearly it is meant to send a message to China and that growing threat posed by the communist regime in Beijing in the Pacific Ocean arena. So Australia will eventually have nuclear-powered submarines. Number one, obviously this deal upsets the Chinese regime. They lashed out at it when it was announced last week, calling it an intensification of the arms race and renewing Cold War hostilities, predictable response by the communist regime in Beijing. But the other key factor here is the response from France, uh, a NATO ally, of course, of the United States and an EU nation, one of the closest allies the United States has had since the inception of the United States of America. France has always been a close ally over the centuries, Now France is irate over this deal. They called it, on the Australian end of things, they called it a stab in the back. And I quote France's foreign minister by Australia. Secondly, they heavily criticized the United States over the deal as well. And here's why France is so angry. To the point where France has now recalled its ambassadors to the United States and Australia back to Paris Until further notice, that's a big deal, folks. This is the first time in the history of the U.S.-France alliance that France has taken that move and actually recalled its ambassador from Washington, D.C. Here's why France is so angry about this. Number one, simply because they weren't involved. They weren't a party to this new defense agreement, and they didn't like that. They want to be in the mix, but they were shut out of it. And number two, the deal that Australia now has to acquire U.S. nuclear submarines in the Pacific, in the shadow of China, that will cancel out a deal that Australia and France had reached a few years back, uh, worth tens of billions of dollars for France, which would have seen France build and supply Australia with submarines, not nuclear-powered submarines, I believe, but The deal was apparently set out and etched in stone, and Australia pulled back and reneged on the deal and said, no, we're going to go in this direction with this new partnership with the United States and the UK. Now, clearly, 
the U.S., U.K., Australia have been allies for many, many, many years uh, and part of this traditional Five Eyes alliance that I talked about. But uh, France, not happy nonetheless to be shut out of this pact. They want to be under Emmanuel Macron, the French president. France wants to be a global player on the world stage. They want to play a role in the Middle East, for instance. We just saw Macron in the region uh, last month meeting with regional leaders. They want to also play a role, of course, uh, in the Pacific in the face of that growing China threat. So stay tuned. Some have said this is the most tense moment we've ever seen in U.S.-France relations. Now, President Biden is going to make a call to Macron this week, reportedly, and try to smooth things over. Australia and France, that seems even more intense because there was money involved, to be blunt. Billions of dollars France had riding on that submarine deal. In the meantime, the big story here, and the reason this partnership once again came together, this AUKUS alliance, the growing threat posed by the communist Chinese regime in Beijing. We did an entire special at TBN that aired last week. It was called The Rise of China, one hour about the growing threat looming uh, from Beijing on a number of fronts, military, economic, cyber warfare, uh, Christian persecution at the hands of that regime, although the Christian population in China is growing by leaps and bounds. So we did an in-depth one-hour special on this issue featuring former U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, Gordon Chang, a top China analyst, and some others uh, who really shared important information on China. Here's a clip from that program featuring former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, my interview with him in Washington, D.C. Take a look. We are joined now at the Museum of the Bible with former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Secretary, welcome. It's great to have you. It is wonderful to be in this special place with you. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, and what a great view we have, a great backdrop, a place you know very well. And another thing you know about very well, Secretary, is the multiple adversaries on the world stage gathering against the United States. One of them is China. How does China pose a unique threat on multiple levels? So the Chinese Communist Party presents far and away the greatest threat from outside of the United States to our continued existence as a republic. That sounds a little bit dramatic, but it's not a close call. They, uh, they have a scale and a capability and an intention that is different from any other nation. And that is, in fact, the Chinese Communist Party that has an intention of global hegemony. That is, they want to take out all of us who believe in democracy, liberty, freedom, all the things that the West has stood for for all these years, the Chinese want to stamp that out and have a very different model for the world. They are, they are unique in the threat that they pose to the United States and to democracies around the world. And building up militarily, of course, their nuclear arsenal growing. The ideology, you mentioned it's a communist regime. Tell us more about the ideology that drives this regime. And what can you tell us about the chairman, Xi Jinping? That's actually a great place to start the conversation because it is the ideology that drives this. It is deeply embedded in Xi Jinping's mind, the general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party, in his mind, that China's rightful place in the world is as the middle kingdom. He talks about the China dream. This is the language he uses. Uh, the China dream is that each state will be a vassal state to this Chinese Communist Party empire. And so they believe with all the heart, right? They are, they are atheists. They are communists. They believe, they, they talk about socialism with Chinese characteristics. Make no mistake, this is communism, just like Karl Marx understood it. Uh, this, is, this is not original thought. 
uh, they have a big economy, a powerful economic force around the world, and they are intent on using that and driving their ideology into places that are outside of their own country. I, I, I remind folks all the time, there are other countries that are communist. But what's unique here is that what happens in Beijing impacts everyone all around the world. It doesn't stay in Beijing. That is because there is intention to export their model around the world. You crafted or helped craft with the Trump administration a very tough China policy, holding them accountable. What posture should the U.S. and the West take now? We had begun to get this right. Uh, for 50 years, we, we flipped the policy on its head. For 50 years, we had appeased the Chinese Communist Party. We confronted them. But there's an awful lot of work to do. There are deep economic connections. That's the place to start. We began it in the most important space in telecommunications and national security things. Companies like Huawei, we built a global campaign to get this Chinese technology out of people's systems, out of the West systems. We made enormous progress in that. We've started to take down TikTok that presents a real threat to our kids here in America. The Chinese are gathering data from American children. This is, this is nutty that we allow this to continue to go on. Uh, but the tools, uh, the sanctions tools, the economic tools, the building of coalitions, making sure that we're prepared to defend our assets and resources around the world as well with a cyber, a counter cyber effort and a counter space effort. All of those things are underway. We need to make sure we resource them correctly and make it a real priority and make clear to the Chinese Communist Party that we're going to do this, that we're going to confront this. Now, folks, you can watch the entire special, The Rise of China, plus my full interview with former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo right here on our YouTube channel under U.S. News. You'll see it there, The Rise of China. It was published on September 13th. Just last Monday, it hit our YouTube channel after airing on TBN. I strongly encourage you to check out this entire 60-minute special. Obviously, we talk a whole lot, and our main focus is about the Middle East on this channel and how it affects every one of us, no matter where we live. But China is a crucial player, not only in the Middle East these days, but in other regions around the world, a growing superpower. And are there prophetic implications here, not only with China, but... Uh, with the shifting alliances right here, even in the West, the fall of Afghanistan, I believe, was also a game changer in that regard moving forward to see the U.S. weakened on the world stage. Uh, how will Europe ultimately react to the U.S. and U.K. coming closer together? Remember, the U.K. left the EU as part of Brexit a few years back. Will Europe kind of rally together the European Union and try to put a stronger front forward on the world stage? Does prophecy demand that, perhaps? Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on The Watchman. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.